welcome to the Get Ready with Tony Stewart podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Peter Quadwell Asari Niarco. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Hi, Tony. Good morning. I'm doing good. Good, good. Uh, Peter is joining us all the way from Ghana in Africa. So, um, yes. welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to join you do this show. Fantastic. So, um, t- in today's episode, we'll be discussing uh, global financial literacy, especially how it impacts children. Um, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about Peter. Uh, Peter is a social entrepreneur, author, founder, and executive director of the Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa. Uh, Peter is a financial literacy advocate and educator. Uh, additionally, Peter is a lead ambassador for the Financial Awareness Foundation in Ghana. Uh, Peter and his team are championing the Improving Financial Awareness and Financial Literacy Movement in Ghana and Africa. Well, sounds like a lot. Um, so, Peter, can you tell us uh, you know, a little bit more about what you do? I know I covered some of it in the bio. So, thank you, Tony. Peter is a financial literacy advocate and a financial educator. So, I've dedicated my life to a mission of empowering, equipping, educating, and coaching my generation to help them build and achieve their financial success. So I advocate for financial awareness. I advocate for financial literacy. And financially literate society is necessary to survive the global crisis and ensure stable economic growth. So I, 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 I am more into financial awareness and financial literacy and I'm trying to create massive awareness on, on, on financial literacy in Ghana and in Africa. Yeah, well, that's a worldwide issue is uh, financial awareness. I think, uh, you know, we, we can all share that, that people just, you know, are not aware of what to do with their money and uh, how to think about it or are comfortable with it. So, sure. um, you know, it's an interesting field and definitely a lot of work <laughs> to do. <Sure. laughs> So, so Peter, you know, each of us has a unique story about how we become interested in financial literacy. Um, why did you decide to become a financial literacy advocate? Okay, thank you, Tony. I, I, I would say two things informed my decision to become a financial literacy advocate. So one has to do with having witness, head, and a lot of individuals and families who uh, make much money at a point in time and later lost all or spend it all due to mm. their financial actions, inactions, and decisions. So you see, growing up, I saw a lot of successful people who drove all the nice cars, who wear all the nice uh, fashion apparels, and later in their old age, they struggle with money mm-hmm. because they couldn't, they couldn't build that uh, strong financial foundation. And their decisions didn't position them at, at that level. So I, 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 when you walk through our communities, you see a lot of poor people, a lot of miserable people, a lot of people 
who are struggling just because they made a decision or they took a decision that did not go well with their financial uh, foundation. So I decided to, to be the change I wanted to see in the world. I decided to take the message of sound financial planning to the people mm -hmm. so that they can build a strong foundation and prepare for the future. And second, the second decision that uh, made me took uh, that bold step, bold step to become financially uh, advocate is, is, is a story of my granddad who was very successful with money. He made all the money, but mm -hmm. his financial actions and inactions had a huge impact on his life in his old age. Uh, he made all the money, but he couldn't plan very well. He couldn't prepare very well. He couldn't build any financial legacy. And mm -hmm. after witnessing his frustration, after uh, getting close to him and he's sharing his story with me, I thought it wise. I need to take this message to the people. I need to uh, educate people. I need to talk to people about this so that they can prepare for the future. Because at a point in time, money will come into your hand. But once you are, you are not able to prepare well for the future, uh, you are going to put yourself in a serious financial hot water. And I don't want this to happen to my generation. So I decided to be the change and talk to people about financial literacy and create that massive financial awareness. So stories of uh, people that I saw, people that I had experience with, and my granddad's story also solidified my decision to become a financial literacy advocate. Fantastic. Well, you, you hit on so many good points. Well, one, I love the quote, be the change you want to see. Um, and, and you talked about the foundation, um, building a sound foundation. I think people oftentimes miss that, that you do have to start at the beginning and do that hard work of laying out uh, sure. your, your sure. plan. And then, of course, the story about your grandfather. I think we all have that. Um, sure. Or know people, you know, who have the fancy clothes and the cars and money. Just, you know, no matter how much they make, they tend to spend as much or more. Um, so, you know, that, that's sure. great. And I can see why uh, that drew you. I mean, the same things drew me into financial literacy as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what the Center uh, for Financial Literacy Education Africa is? Okay. Center for Financial Literacy Education is a nonprofit organization in Ghana. And we focus on improving financial awareness and financial literacy. So we are raising a community of financial literates. Mm -hmm. So most Ghanaians and Africans don't have proper tools to, to, to address everyday money decisions. And this jeopardizes financial and physical wellness. The ability mm -hmm. to realistically achieve and maintain their personal and family dreams, let alone enjoy a healthy, financial, secured, debt-free life. So this places a huge amount of pressure on them, mm -hmm. their families, and the government. So 
we thought it wise. Wouldn't it be great if there's a real solution to this lack of financial illiteracy epidemic? So we are the Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa. We strongly believe there is. And it revolves around better educating the general public and mm -hmm. helping them make sound financial decisions. So Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa is creating massive awareness on financial literacy. We are educating people to make sound financial decisions, plan for their future, and also help other people. So basically, Center for Financial Literacy Education is raising communities of financial literates. Yes, mm -hmm. Be because when, when, when you come to our part of the world, Africa, you see a lot of poor people, a lot of miserable people, and we want to help change that. We want to help eradicate poverty in, 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 in Ghana and Africa. Yeah, that's that's important work, and you know, I know that the economic conditions are uh, can be challenging. You know, I mean, not not from firsthand knowledge, of course, but you know, what what you hear about Africa. So I, I think that's just great that you're doing uh, that kind of work, and I, I think you hit on the most important point, and that's about knowledge and making a plan. Is you know, again, that gets back to the foundation. It's education. Uh, sure. You know, that's, that's where it all starts. Get out, learn something, uh, you know, and what you're doing is teach, uh, which is the other part of the equation. Um, so I, I think you talked about it a little bit. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more about what's unique about um, finances in Ghana and Africa than uh, the U.S. or other parts of the world? Okay. Uh unique things about finances in Ghana. Uh, I will take it from a different angle. I, I, I think in Ghana, our spending habits is very unique. <laughs> okay. Our spending habits is very unique. I've realized the same people who complain about not having money to save or invest are the same people whose spending habits are very terrible. Mm -hmm. Amazingly, the average Ghanaian spend more than he makes. The average Ghanaian does not live within his means. The average Ghanaian spends his, his money even before he makes it. So mostly people live on credit. And so in 20, 2018, I, I did a survey. In Accra, the capital of Ghana. So I went out on a Friday night just to witness how people spend their money. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know the spending habits, spending habits of these people. So I went out on a Friday night. I, I, I went to some of the busy streets in Accra and I was amazed how the same people who complain about not having money to save or invest uh, spend huge amount of money on fun, entertainment, and unnecessary stuff. So I think our spending habit is very unique. We complain about not having money, but we overspend money. And two, okay. 
Oh, no, I was just smiling because you know, I'm thinking the exact same thing as you. I, I get it. Okay, sure. And two, I, I, another unique thing about finances in Ghana is that the, the, the people giving financial advice mm-hmm. are, salespeop- are salespeople. So these are people who work for financial institutions, who work for investment houses. These are the people giving financial advice. And I think there is a conflict of interest. So they don't give unbiased financial education to the people. They end up selling their product to these people. So they don't say exactly what they need to say. And it's a unique thing here in Ghana. Lots of financial advisors we have in the system are salespeople. And I also talk about digital transactions as, as one unique thing as well. Mm. So in Ghana, we have uh, this mobile money transfer. Okay. Mostly we, we call it the Mumu, Mumu transfer. And the telecommunication networks have made it easy for people to save money, uh, spend money, even get a loan mm-hmm. using, using their cell phones. So people, uh, keep, okay. keep, people keep their money on their cell phones. People do transactions using their cell phones. And people even request for uh, petty loans using their cell phones. And I believe the positive aspect of this operation is that uh, it helps people. It speeds up transactions. So people can transact anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. But there is another aspect of this uh, equation, people end up overspending. So if you are not disciplined enough, you will overspend your money because you have easy access to your money on your cell phone. So three unique things about finances. Uh, our spending habit is very unique here. <laughs> and most of the financial advisors we have in Ghana are salespeople. And mm-hmm. digital transaction is also taking a different shape in Ghana. Yeah, you know, I mean, to some degree, it's, you know, I see some of the same issues here as well. And that, that's what's interesting is that, you know, to some degree is, you know, it's, it is a common thing that maybe we all think is unique, uh, you know, um, the money on the phone in the U.S. has not caught on yet, but I could see how that's really would speed up the spending because it's just so easy um, sure. to do. Sure. So, so you know, the follow-up question here is, you know, what do you feel are the common financial issues for people all over the world? Um, what do we all share? Um, okay, so... I think it's lack of financial awareness and financial literacy. Uh, Globally, we have people who go to school without learning financial literacy and basic money principles. Mm -hmm. So we have powerful, we have powerful people, well-educated people, yet these people are not able to manage or plan their finances. They don't even understand the basic principles to personal finance management. And mm-hmm. I think this is, this, is, this is a global challenge 
So most people are not aware of their financial situations. And even if they do, majority are not financially literate or educated enough to take charge and make sound financial decisions. So I believe once uh, we create massive awareness on financial literacy, once we inculcate financial literacy in our school system, once we uh, help people become aware of their financial situation, I think we can fight uh, the, 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 the issue that we have with finance globally. Uh, I, I, I would say when, during COVID-19, uh, simply because people did not plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And we have communities who do not have uh, food, who do not have money to even uh, buy things they want, they need in the midst of COVID-19, all because we are not financially aware and literate. So I believe financial, lack of financial awareness and lack of financial literacy is a global challenge that we need to tackle, we need to deal with, and we need to fight it. Yes. Yeah, and, and I agree. I think it should be a skill that's taught in school and starting at an early age is that, um, you know, it, it's something that's a skill that everybody needs. Um, and as you point out, is it's really coming clear uh, as an impact of COVID-19 that people don't have the money that they can have because getting back to what you said earlier, they bought some fancy cars, they bought nice clothes or whatever, instead of putting some money aside um, for the future. But, you know, part of it is just, they're not aware. Um, so, you know, I mean, sure. I, I'm with you a hundred percent on all this. Sure. Um, so, you know, I mean, your whole thing is, uh, you know, I, I want to ask you, sorry, that, that wasn't a great question. What is the improving financial awareness and financial literacy movement all about? How, how are you doing this? How are you implementing these things that you want to work on? Okay, so uh, after we started Center for Financial Literacy Education, we wanted to help Ghanaians make sound financial decisions. And as we keep expanding, want to take it to Africa as well. And so we were looking for organizations that can help our efforts, that can help us with strategies. And we got in touch with the Financial Awareness Foundation in the US, mm -hmm. uh, executive director being Valentino. So he, he, he came on board with the Improving Financial Awareness and Financial Literacy Movement that he has been championing in the US. So we also buy into his idea and we started a movement here in Ghana. So we are, the movement, the movement seeks to improve financial awareness and financial literacy in Ghana and Africa. Our main aim is to unite financial literacy organizations, nonprofits okay. and key stakeholders so that they will take a leadership role in championing, mm -hmm. financial, in championing financial awareness and financial literacy. So we are uniting financial literacy organizations. We are uniting nonprofits. And then we are also bringing on board government institutions, 
educational institutions mm -hmm. so that all of these people will champion their resources, their efforts into improving financial awareness and financial literacy movement. So currently in Africa, we are and we, we are trying to and universities. So every household in Africa, every individual in Africa knows how to make sound finances and plan for their future. That's important. And I think that's such a great idea to, you know, that's something I've noticed. There's so many people doing financial education work, but, you know, we're not all moving in the same direction or with one mind. And I think that's great. Uh, you know, I want to do that myself as help bring people together. And I know Valentino and he does great work. And, you know, so. Uh, sure. that's, so that's I think. I think we have you on board. You can join the movement so that we, we, we do this together. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I mean, that's exactly why, you know, I know I connected with you is, you know, you know, the more people that we're all moving together that, you know, sure. one voice becomes many. Sure. And, sure. Uh, sure. So that's fantastic. So, Peter, um, you know, to wrap up, uh, what's your number one tip for people on being financially prepared? Okay, my number one tip for people to become financially prepared is to decide to become financially independent. Nice. So you have to decide to become financially independent. I believe once anybody makes this bold decision to become financially independent, they will put all effort needed to attain it. Mindset is everything when it comes to financial preparation. So without a positive mental picture of where, which, when, how to attain financial independence, it will be difficult for anyone to attain it. So I would say you have to decide. You have to make that decision. It should mm -hmm. be a conscious and intentional effort to attain financial independence. And once you do that, get all the resources, read all the books that you can, and practice whatever that you 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 have, and surely you will you will you will be ready for any financial crisis that will hit you. Definitely, I I, I love that. You know, it's that's it. It's simple and challenging um you know it, it, it's clear what you have to do but it's hard for people you know to to make that decision and then to stick sure. with it uh sure. you know so, so i love it though you, you sure. hit it um so you know i i'm going to post links of uh, course to the center um on my website but you know how can people learn more about you and get in touch with you okay so on on our website Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa, so cfleafrica.org. When you go on our website, you can reach out to me. And on my social media pages, LinkedIn, Peter K. Asawinyako, Facebook, 
Peter Kwejo Asawinyako. And on Instagram and Twitter, Mr. Underscore Asawinyako. And I want to take this opportunity to uh, call on people to support our efforts. Uh, Center for Financial Literacy Education, over the years, we have self-founded our initiative and with support from some, some of our mentors, some of our board and our friends, we have been able to uh, impact a whole lot of young people in Ghana. And we want to touch everyone in Ghana and in Africa. And we are calling on everyone to support this movement. So you can support with your time, you can support with your resources, you can support with your money. So if anyone wants to support, they can get in touch by emailing me or going on our website. So my personal email address is peternyako403 at gmail.com. Gmail so once you get in touch, you can contribute your time, your resources, your knowledge, your expertise, and together we can raise communities of financial literates. Yes. Definitely. That, that's great. And uh, for everybody uh, listening or watching this podcast, um, you can view the original blog post on my website where I will put up um, all of the links to get in touch with Peter for uh, the website, uh, Peter's social media handles, and email address. So uh, you'll visit the blog post and I'll have all those uh, for you. Um, Peter, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Sure, sure. Thank you too. I've really enjoyed it and thank you. Oh yeah, you're welcome. We've learned a lot. So um, for everybody listening, this is uh, another episode of the Get Ready podcast. Um, please be sure to subscribe to the Get Ready podcast on your favorite um, podcast channel. Until next time.